Hey, hey, homebodies, what's happening? It's your girl, Rachel Presser, the Toad Lady, coming at you live from the Bronx. And today, we're going to be talking about home sale contingencies. So, you may have heard this term before and not know what it is. So, in the simplest terms, it's when you have, you know, a contract to go buy a home, but then when you're fig- when you're hammering out the details, like the price and um, anything else, like concessions the seller has to make to you you can also have a home sale contingency in your contract if you own your home and you need to sell it in order to buy this new place which is the case for a vast majority of people when you had to when you had to trade one incredibly expensive asset like which once again for most people usually usually your home is your largest asset or at least you know close to it if you know if you're lucky to have a lot saved for retirement or you have like anything else to your name that is worth a lot of money like if you have like business assets worth a lot of money usually though for most people their home is their largest asset and if you want to move or well for most people when you you have to move um which i think is going to be the case now especially as the pandemic has unfortunately caused a lot of people to lose their jobs or in the case of california if you are freelance, um, you got totally screwed and it wasn't your fault. And the law, the California lawmakers have had an extremely uh, short-sighted and callous response to the millions of legitimate independent contractors who've lost their income. Yeah, I'm going to keep going on about it because that whole, that whole passage screwed up my plans to move to California. Um, with that said, um, you know, keep an eye out for it. If you are 1099, other states are considering similar bills and you unfortunately may find that you're going to have to pack up and leave. And it's a lot harder when you're, you know, settled into an area that you really like, um, and or you have, you know, family, community, history there, um, or that move could be a triumphant thing. Like maybe you're leaving a divorce or an abusive family and you want to start over point is it's a lot harder to do when you're leaving a home you own versus leaving a home that you rent you break the lease and say sayonara i'm out and then maybe the worst thing that happens is you lose your security deposit but when you're trying to leave a place that you own and you don't want to become a landlord and rent it out while you're going elsewhere you're probably going to have to do a home sale contingency unless you have enough cash on hand, you know, to go buy a new place outright. Um, which, once again, that's not the case for most people. You know, it's not like, it's not like, yeah, like getting rid of an old pair of jeans on, on eBay or Poshmark or something. So the way that, yeah, so the way that it works here with the you know, home sale contingency, um, it's that, when you and the seller work out, um, you know, a home price and concessions, the transaction's going to depend on you successfully selling their home. Or if it's, or if it's the other way around, like, and you're, you know, you're the one selling, but your buyer is requesting a home sale contingency. And that means that you really can't sell your home unless they also sell their home. And then there's... More often than not, there's going to be a specified date in that contract. And so then if they can't get a buyer, the contract is going to terminate. And, and so, yeah, so some earnest money, like yeah, usually around, maybe around 5 to 10% of the down payment, is going to be put into escrow, you know, to show that there's 
intent to complete the sale and go through with it and also demonstrate that you know even if like your home even if the home doesn't sell they still have like some financial capability so if you only have like 500 dollars you know in your savings and but like all of your assets are tied up in your house you're definitely gonna have to wait until you have more cash on hand to try this um and so yeah if you're yeah so if, so if you're the one selling and the person who wants to buy your home is a first-time buyer um like you're not gonna have to worry about this like yes yeah, same if like they you know were renting their home before but when uh yeah but you may run into this though um if there's been a lot of job loss in the area or what have you, I think I think you're going to see a lot more now in the wake, you know, of COVID and whatnot. And as like I said, it actually is extremely common. In fact, according to the National Association of Realtors, 76% of closed uh, home sales that were reported to them as of early 2018, they had some kind of of a uh, contingency, and and so one of the most common, uh, you know, was just that, uh, yeah, like. They were, they have, it's actually about, like, inspections mostly and about, like, having to have, like, some kind of, you know, financing um, in place, but I guess approval for it. But, yeah, but there are um, a chunk of these transactions that are contingent on the buyer being able to sell their current home. And if, and as in, if you can't sell by a certain date, the contract becomes void, you get your earnest money back, and then you have to go back to the drawing board. And so... This really varies by location. You're not going to have to worry about, you know, being unable to get a buyer in in areas where you have a very, very hot market. Um, like, I'm thinking, you know, Boston, the Bay Area, um, maybe even D.C. to a lesser extent. The reason I can say New York is, is because even though we also have a very um, hot and tight market, it's that we also have the unique nightmare known as the co-op. And it, if you've read my other work on co-ops, you will see why they were just, like, the worst thing that ever came to America. Maybe they're done better in Europe, I don't know, because, like, they actually did originate in Austria and some other countries, but they became a complete and utter hellstorm upon being implemented in and around New York City. They're, they are just the worst. They're just the worst I get that maybe, like, they they serve, like, one purpose and, um, yeah, you know, and, like, keeping the housing supply out of the hand of, like, you know, of investors, you know, who are just gonna buy up all the places to go rent them out instead of having more stable homeowners, but we should deal with that at a, regu- at a regulatory level, not these horrible co-ops, which can and do discriminate against potential buyers for really, um bigoted reasons if not outright stupid ones um and so yeah um because uh, some co-op boards could make you just sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait forever home sale contingency can be a problem in the tri-state area for this reason and so yeah so if you're if you're selling your home um you know and yeah you attract you know a few potential buyers then you know, you may want to skip on the one that is going to require a home sale contingency unless you don't have a lot of choice. I mean, obviously, you should check with your broker, you know, check with anyone else you trust because, you know, every 
home sale transaction is going to be different. Um, and it's an, especially when it comes to some markets that have a lot of quirks, like the New York City market. Um, yeah, the I said that co-op board could really decide to make your and the buyer's life miserable. And it works, it works in reverse too, because if you want to sell your place and like, they're just going to take their sweet time until they meet again. Oh yeah, it can be complete hell. Whereas if you're out like in New Jersey though, you're just, you know, selling all the single family home, you get a buyer and then you can get that, you can get that all done with in like two or three weeks, maybe even less. So there's two types of home sale contingencies. There's the sale, um, content, there's their settlement only, and then there's sale and settlement. And it really just like comes down to, you know, like whether the person like, you know, buying, buying your home has found a buyer for theirs or not. Um, and so the sale and settlement means that the home sale, you know, contract that you two have really hinges on the buyer being able to sell their current residence because they don't have anyone who's made an offer yet. And so they don't have an offer in hand. You know, they can't, they can't say, oh, hey, you know, we're, it's going to look really definite now. And so that might be a bit of a warning sign. You may want to skip out on a buyer like that, you know, if you're kind of in a hurry and just want to go. Um, I said, but once again, this all depends on a lot of things. Because if they're going to offer you more for the home than somebody else, you might want to take the risk and tough it out. And so, you know, because they also might be able to get more for their home if they're in a hot market because this type of contingency also allows them to still keep showing it to other buyers and then they also might find someone who doesn't require a home sale contingency. And then um, as, a, as for settlement only contingency, that means that that's actually like the, that's the less risky option. That means that the buyer is under contract with someone. And so in that case, you're definitely taking a lot less risk because while something could still go wrong, like say, you know, like they have what happened to me in my co-op hell adventure where the form of housing aside, I lost my job before I could finish closing and therefore I could not get approval from the underwriter. And then separate of that, the co-op board turned me down anyway because... You know, co-op boards are stuck in the 1950s and they think that, you know, that single women can't support themselves. And while I lost my fucking job, totally independent of that, um, point is, yeah, they're, they're just gonna do that. Um, I was, I was so mad about that because the mortgage plus the maintenance would have been less than the rent I was paying at the time. But it's okay. I got my happy ending. I got a condo, which is better than a co-op, and... My condo fees wound up being cheaper than that, than that too. So it all worked out in the end. Um, yeah, home buying process, you know, don't be, a, don't be surprised if your first attempt to buy or your first attempt to sell is going to go wrong. Um, yeah, and so the main reason why that segment only you know, contingency um, is there, uh, I said, well, it presents less risk for you because the buyer does have someone, although there is a chance that they could get screwed. I said the buyer... If their buyer doesn't get approved for the mortgage, or the co-op board makes their like miserable. Um, the purpose of that is namely in case um, you know you have to rescind the sale for any reason. That's 
not covered, um, you know, in the sale contract. Otherwise, you know, the only way that um, it's going to get terminated would be if there was one of those reasons, you know, that I said, because their buyer can't close. Otherwise, if you wind up pulling out because, you know, someone else gave you a better offer or, you know, your your job decides they're going to stay in your city after all and, and therefore you got to stay put, you can end up, like, owing damages to the buyer. It can be a not very pretty situation. And so, yeah, so home sale contingencies, yeah, they can be a risk, you know, they can be, you know, a big annoyance, but it's not the end of the world, you know, it's a necessary evil because most people, you know, yeah, like, don't have, like, piles and piles of cash laying around to just quickly go from, like, you know, like, owning their home and then going to the next. I mean, me personally, I would not want to do a home sale contingency from, you know, from, like, the buyer point of view just because it's it's such a long and difficult transaction to begin with. And I would rather just go to the broker saying, here is my crap ton of cash, let's do this. But that's just me. Um, I get that that may not be an option when you have to, like, say, move a family with you because yeah I can just go to a rental for a bit you know and I don't have to worry about you know having other people's lives interrupting in the process but if you want to quickly go from like one single family home to another you're probably gonna have to do a home sale contingency so make sure that you know you ask both the seller the broker and if you have a buyer lined up you know ask them as many questions as you need to get anything and everything in writing um, if you're going to get an offer that has a contingency, like, go over it with the broker, go over it with, um, people who you trust, check out real estate forums, you know, for this to get feedback, um, because, yeah, like, whether, whether you're the one with the contingency or your buyer is, it's not the end of the world, but you should know your risks. So if you're interested in more adventures in buying and selling homes, I have tons of articles about this at homestratosphere.com. You might want to give us a follow on Twitter at Homestratos, and I will catch you again next time.